Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nick's Talk Podzingus. My name is Josh. As always, I'm joined with my fellow Jake. Jake, how you doing, man? Josh, I'm doing really well, man. Uh, my boy Frankie broke out and really just gave us what we were hoping for. And so I'm doing well, you know? Other than that, the Knicks are losing. All is good. Yeah, you know, okay, so I want to start by saying, like, as much shit as, like, James Dolan and, like, every single Knicks GM there's been since, like, the mid-90s gets for, like, trading young assets and trying to win now no matter what, even if it looks like there's no way to win now and just kind of, like, just just making the wrong decisions constantly but doing so in a chance to, like, give the smallest bit of hope for trying to win, it makes a lot of sense. Like, like now that we've seen a year of, like, a real, actual, genuine try to rebuild, we've seen, like, one season, and we're only, like, what, like, 20 games in? Like yeah, the med- 27, almost 30. 27, 30 yeah. games in? Like, the media is fucking vicious to these young I, guys. I, it's I insane, mean, like, is it? The whole, the whole point was to rebuild, and now we're here, and it's fucking insanity. Like, it's, they're, they're, abs- I mean, they're, they're like wolves, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, how, like, you know, man, like, I hope for the best, man. Like, I hope Frankie, like, I hope he kills it. I think he's going to be super good. I think he has a chance to be super good. But, like, man, like, they can't even, like, sit him to let him, like, have a couple days without playing, without there being, like, calls for Fisdale's job. And thousands of articles about how he's getting traded and benched and he's done. Like, like, like it would make sense if if Frankie was like in the starting lineup and then slowly went less and less throughout the year and like no one else had had DNPs. But there was like articles written on a plethora of sports sites acting as if Frank hadn't ju- or acting as if Fizz hadn't just DNP Dotson and like Burke as well. Burke, like, hadn't been doing DNPs throughout, the, like, Robinson at times. Yeah. Like, hadn't been doing DNPs throughout the season. But, like, he had. And, like, that was obviously, that's obviously in part of his coaching, like, uh, mentality is just, you know, just playing with different lineups and kind of just letting everyone know that, you know, this team can win without you, this team can lose. Like, just just whatever he's doing. I don't know why. I'm not him. But all these articles written about Franks are just acting as if, like, he was the first player to get benched all year. And like he's done, and like there's trade rumors, and like, like the Ringer, like the Ringer had multiple articles and multiple sources and podcasts talking about how like the Knicks were out on him, and how like the Knicks were ready to give up, and like they didn't think he was anything, and like, what, like, like it's just the dude is is like what like 19 years old? Yeah, he's like he can't even drink yet. That's all you need to know. He can't even drink yet. Like it's unbelievable. I mean, look. Obviously, he's not Giannis, but think about how much time like Giannis had in like Milwaukee. Yeah, think about, dude. Even think about the Lakers last year, man. Like, yeah, Brandon like, Ingram's a great example of that because he stinks. Yeah, he, he, like, but you just let some people play through it, you know. And like everyone was talking about how much they loved the baby Lakers and like how like great like the baby Lakers were last year. People were like okay with them losing and like like it's just like but like man, New York is like. They're fucking monsters, dude. Yeah. Like, I get Giannis it, shot fifteen percent, fifteen point nine percent from three his second year. 
like if you're if you're Dolan or you're like an owner and like you're trying to keep your job, like how do you not how do you not just trade away your young players in this mess to just try to get old guys that can like handle it or like even like pretend to compete and like give a better storyline? You know what I'm saying? Well, just like different man. Even well, like Steve the Derek Mills Rose has season. just been. Th- I think Steve Mills has just been through it all and he saw that you know what the other way really does not work either. No, I mean, look, obviously the only way to really do well in the NBA is to, like, tank and get young assets yeah. or be Miami or, you know, it's like, that's it. Yeah. That's really your two options. Like, either be a, like, long-term organization with a lot of success, Miami, San Antonio, even Houston, where you can just, like, get these assets, or you just got to tank and then, like, like build a, like, Golden State did that, like, Oklahoma City did that, like 76ers, Milwaukee, like, you know, like that's Toronto in ways. Like, that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. So, I mean, even LA, besides LeBron, like. Yeah. I mean, we look, and we look at the past two games where Frank has really gone off, and it looks like the benching has helped, and Knox is finally starting to put it together. It's just like, wh- why don't we wait for 40, 45 or 46 games before we start saying people stink or whatever too yeah it's super wild dude like they just like like it's just i feel bad did you you think that they would did you think that they would have eight wins at this point coming into the season less than Um, 30 games in i did because i think that puts them right on pace for 25 wins right and that's what i I, that's what i said yes they play 27 yeah and they've won eight of them So that's, so that's about, about a 30%. Yeah, we're about third done. And that's... Um, yeah, it's just yeah, so about 25. It's 24. Yeah. Take. So, so yeah, that's, they're actually exactly where yeah, I yeah. thought True. they'd be. Okay. I guess, I, <laughs> I guess when you really think about it, eight seems like a lot, but it's actually not that much. Yeah, it's not that much at all. I mean, they're what? They're the... They're 12th in, in, East, in the Eastern Conference. They're the fifth worst team in the league. Yeah, dude, it's really wild because the West is still like Houston is the 14th seed and they have 11 wins. Yeah, how crazy would it be if they just didn't make the playoffs? Phoenix is Phoenix has four wins. Phoenix <laughs> is so bad. I know, dude. I mean, think about the love Phoenix getting, man, because they have like and like Phoenix has been taking longer than the Knicks in a lot of ways yeah. and has doesn't have their best player out like yeah like like Devin Booker who quote-unquote we were thinking about trading KP for yeah. is in and they've only won four games Josh Jackson also really stinks yeah dude that's who that's who Phil wanted to trade KP. Phil I wanted know. to trade KB for Devin Booker and Josh Jackson I know I know and it's they ridiculous. said and they said no yeah I mean, and still, like, we're not, like, every single team in the, like, we're two games out from the lowest seed in the East. Yeah. I mean, we're we're one loss back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of think we're going to end up here. I think we're a little bit better than, I think, I mean, I honestly think we're going to end up between five and six, like I've been saying. I think that's a good sweet spot for moving up as well. I do too. With the new with the new system, yeah. You, like at five, I mean, 
yeah, at five, you'd get a 10% chance at the overall, which is only 4% less than the, than being like the worst record. I mean, I think that's good. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you don't want, we want 25 wins. Like I think 25 wins you can build on. Like it's hard to build on like 15 wins. Like if we have 25 wins and KP comes back, like that's an easy road to 40 wins, you know? Yeah. And you like, look at the teams KP ahead of us, in- you look at the teams ahead of us too, and they are definitely not going to try and lose at least in the Eastern Conference, you know, like Washington, they're they're going to try and win. Brooklyn's going to try and win. Miami's going to try and win. I mean, those are the teams yeah. ahead of us. Orlando is the AC. They'll try to win. It's, you know, maybe they don't keep winning, but they're going to try and win. No, I mean, the only team I think that we could lose more than would be uh, Brooklyn. Like, I just think, like, like, they're kind of an injury away from being a lot worse. Yeah, true, uh, true. Yeah. So and they're only they're only two games up on us and like that could and like we play them a couple times this year and I don't really know what their schedule has been, but they've lost they've lost two well, they're we, they're two and eight for their last ten. Yeah, but one of those wins was against us. Yeah, but we've also beaten them. Like, yeah, true. like we you know, we've split it. Yeah. So I mean I'm look, I think five would be fine. Um I kinda think that's where we end up. I, I'd be really surprised if we end up worse than like Cleveland or Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be really tough to. I mean, Chicago almost had a full blown mutiny this weekend. So, I yeah, doubt, I doubt they're doing much more winning. Cleveland stinks. Yeah, Atlanta Phoenix. stinks as well. Like Trey Young is like the worst. Like he's like by all advanced metrics, he's like the worst player in the league, which isn't really his fault because he. They're on a terrible team, but I mean, like Atlanta's not winning many games. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, I just think I just I it makes me feel much better for like the current um, front office and how difficult it had to have been for them to just not try to sell all this for like Kawhi Leonard or trade it all for John Wall because like yeah. I mean, it must be so tempting, man. Like. You're just getting so much shit from the media, like constantly. Yeah, and, like, and, and then you're having false reports, or like the New York yeah, Post is right, like the New York Post is writing that that the Knicks will make a move for John Wall, and then it has to be reported. Like then that gets picked up, you know, and then everyone's like, "Oh, the Knicks want the Knicks will probably look to make a move for John Wall," and then it's just like, "Well, one, it's not a source from anyone within the Knicks organization. It's." a league source and that could be literally that could be me like i could be a league source you are a league source yeah, bro. exactly i, I quote you all the time yeah, exactly exactly so it's just like y- things like that get picked up and they get ran with as well it doesn't make you look any better for sure man imagine having to send out a report no we actually haven't even thought about that idea at all yeah i know it's crazy yeah and like like, dude, the ringer, I just can't believe they just went on there and said the Knicks are out on Frank Nittalikina. Oh, like, yeah, I know. It was wild. like what a bold, like what a bold statement to yeah. just be like, I talked to everyone in the team and they're out on him. Yeah, like, right. Like how like what the hell? Like, yeah. that's so ridiculous. He man. was he literally uh, the, he almost led them to a win against the Warriors like three weeks before that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's not like. Like you could say, like I, you know, we don't think he's going to be as good as we thought, but we're lucky that we have a guy who's 
a phenomenal defensive player and like we can use as like a designated hitter and like we'll continue his offense slowly and like maybe it's going to take longer than we thought but it'd just be like and it might not even be taking longer than they thought because he's still only like 20 (laughs) yeah and like it's just been a very different game than he played in france like a very different game yeah i mean like you can't even compare like he was playing with professional team in france and then he got coached by jeff hornacek like the like you know like that's yeah. so opposite 100 percent. he and like you had again the report came out that like kp wanted him to start but he still like didn't really start yeah until well after kp went down yeah so imagine uh, having a rookie on your team and you're you just start jared jack because you feel more comfortable doing it well, I mean, I don't know. Imagine like seeing your. We had to watch so much terrible basketball the past like three years. We don't anymore though. No reason to think about it, man. You yeah, know, let's true, let's enjoy true. what's going on. Other than Tim um, Hardaway Jr., that's the one. That's the one thing that I'm upset we still okay. have to watch. So games where Tim Hardaway Jr. has shot under 400, one. Okay, actually, let's do even games under 300. So so far out of 27 games. He had a 200 game, 167. Oh, Jesus. 133. He had two 167s. Two ones, a .091. Oh, my God. <laughs> that dude shot 9% as a dude, professional basketball and, player. And then you look at the games where he shot like under 40%, and it's like 22 shots, 22 shots, 19, 16, 21, 23 shots. Yeah. It's it's disgusting to look at. And let's look at let's look at the games where he shoots over five hundred. Like, do those make wins? Okay, so he shot over five hundred against Indiana and he lost. Every he single one is a loss. Five hundred in OKC and it's a loss. And he shot five hundred last night and it's a loss against Charlotte. So Yeah. It really doesn't correlate. I mean, we beat the Pelicans when he was shooting thirteen percent he shot 13 percent um that's so we used to get so mad at mellow when he would shoot like yeah 30 yeah mellow would shoot 30 and like jack up so many shots we we're like this man's out of his mind yeah right and like here's tim hardaway nine percent six threes man nine percent he doesn't even go to the basket he just shot six threes that's yeah. so terrible five, let's see so in the games we five. win when we win, he shoots 400, and he dishes assists. That's really been consistent. So we yeah. win when he passes more, right? What so a- every win we've had, oh, man, literally every win we've had except for the Pelicans game, he had, like, well, in Memphis. But most of the wins, he's had a lot of assists. And some of our best wins, like Milwaukee, he had eight assists. And, and uh, that's that a Brooklyn game he shot poorly blah, as well. But he was yeah. dishing, so at least it made up for it. Yeah, it's definitely about his dishing. His dishing is important. Yeah, and it's just like, why? He's just so redundant too, because it's just like now you have Dotson, who is a much better defender and will not take crazy shots, and you have Trier, who is a much better scorer and a defender. I would argue that Dotson would be a better version of Timmy in that role. And you have Lee, who is like, will just hit 40% of his threes and give you solid defense. Yeah. Let's see how many games. Uh, Dotson's had some bad shooting games, so I'm not going to do that to him. 
but recently he's been shooting super well. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I was looking at his three-point shot. He really hasn't had any really bad shooting games. Um, he's had a couple in the 30%. He had one, I guess, against Boston. He shot really poorly. He, he he's over. had a couple. He's had a couple games where, he, but like, still, like he he gives you good de- He gives you good defense. He yeah. moves the ball. Like, no man, Dotson's the man. Dotson's super good. Yeah. Um, can I mean, you ha- can you believe that even though Je- again Je- he did he only played like 500 minutes last year he's already surpassed last year's minutes I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I have a crazy hypothetical for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay, would you let's say Durant comes to New York, which I think the chances of that are very slim, but let's say he wants to come to New York. Okay, and to yep. do so, you got to get rid of Vonley, Moutier, uh, Trier. No, you don't have to get rid of Trevor. You got to get rid of Burke and Lee. Yeah. Would you instead trade Timmy plus not this year's first, but next year's first? If Durant's coming? We get Durant and we re-sign Moutier and Bonley and Burke. Yeah, and maybe not even Burke, and maybe you can still trade Lee to open up a little bit even more space. Or you keep Lee. I think Lee. Yeah, Lee would good. be a good addition too. I would. I would trade a future first to get off Timmy's money for sure. I would too. If because we were getting, I'd much rather do that. At that ADA. at that point, that's too many high picks. Like, and even if that is a isn't a high pick, like you can get away with dealing one. Yeah. You know, especially if you're going to get Durant. And I think that's what I think that's what they're gonna do. Like Scott Perry has been very conservative in how he's dealt with making moves. He always waits till the last possible minute, and I think he's gonna do the same thing with this, with trading Lee or Timmy or whoever. He's gonna find, he's gonna wait to see what he has with Durant. And I think that that'll probably be the only person. That, maybe they go after Kawhi as well if he will take a meeting, but I doubt he will. But I mean, if you have, if you have Durant, KP, Robinson, not like it's not we're not going to win yeah. the next, but like that's that could totally be a title and like very quick. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember too that they want they want two max players, but one of those max players is already going to be KP. Yeah, you know, so I can't and wait then, to see KP back, man. It was good to see him. I think it was the was it the Celtics game? I think he was he was around. Maybe the Nets game. Yeah. I love seeing him on the bench. It's nice to see. I know. Does he just not travel with the team, or what's his deal? I he probably doesn't travel with them all the time. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's good to see him there, you know? Oh, for sure. It means, that, it means that the relationship is good. Like, Kawhi last year didn't travel with the team at all. Yeah. No, KP seems like he's enjoying himself. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I'm, dude, I'm, I'm becoming a really big Moutier fan. I think he's a great addition to the team. I think um, I think even if he finishes off this, this year strong, we could still sign him for pretty inexpensive. Yeah. And what, I just, what, do you th- like, what would you give him? Like, what was, what's the max you'd give him? Um, well, I mean, considering that Tim Hardaway Jr. is the barometer, I think the only thing that's fair is, like, $25 million a year for yeah, the next right. 16 to 35 years. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just want to make sure that his kids get paid as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know, I mean, look, if Hardaway Jr. is worth 17 million, then yeah, there's no reason Moutier is not worth 25 easy. easy, um, easy. I, I think he'd probably take like 8 to 12, uh, if yeah. that. Yeah. I think, and you, I think you maybe do 8, to, I think you do 8 and like a, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it depends on if Durant's coming, right? Because if Durant's coming, then you'd rather lock him in for longer. But if Durant's not coming, then you do a one and one. Like if yeah. you can sign Durant and trade Tim Hardaway Jr., and then we have then we have like Frank Moutier as our point guard, uh, Lee Dotson as our shooting guard, <laughs> uh, Durant Knox as our small forward. Yeah. Porzingis, Knox, Durant as our power forward. Vaughn lays on there, and then you have Robinson, Porzingis. Durant, Vonley for your center. Um, and then we have, like, you know, our Triers and our, uh, like, like that's a that's a very, that's a lot of stuff going on. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid core right there. So Plus, plus is, is whoever we get this year, whether it be Zion, DeAndre Hunter, there's going to be some, if we get a top five pick, we're going to get someone solid. And that's another way that we can, like, if we're in the four to five to six range, there's going to be a high-level shooting guard there. So it just makes sense that to get Timmy out of there. It really does. Yeah. I mean, I think if you don't get Durant, you keep Timmy. Because, like, I mean, I I don't think you can trade it. I don't think you can trade a future first unless it's, like, to clear up space for someone we know is coming. Yeah, 100%. That's the only time it would make sense, but... I mean, even though as a fan, I like I would still trade a first to get Timmy off the books just so I don't have to watch him anymore. <laughs> when when uh, do you think there's any way to trade him without getting a first or taking back like awful money? No. Like, is there I, any team in the league? Well, let's go. Do you think there's any team in the league that like would do better with him? I think he could fit into a team like um, like the Jazz and be helpful a team that has a strong defensive identity already in place and that could maybe use someone who can take a bit of a scoring burden what about someone like san antonio that could control them or like yeah exactly or like uh dallas yeah maybe even dallas i mean okay wait i got i got a mock trade who says now yeah luka Doncic. Okay. For Tim Hardaway Jr. plus anyone else on our team not named KP. They can have anyone else. They could have Knox. They could have Frank. They could have Trier. They could have... They couldn't have my boy Robinson, but they could have anyone else. Anyone besides Robinson and KP. I bet bet the the Mavs say no. They're in the eighth seed right now. I know, dude, because Donchich is so dirty. Yeah. He's so dirty, man. I can't believe we won games last year. I know. That was, Matt, he would be perfect right in there. God, except Robinson is, I mean, uh, not Robinson's dope, but Knox is super dope. Yeah, I Yo. like Knox too, but like, it's one of those things again where I love Frank, but how great would it have been to have Fox on your team? You know? Or Mitchell. Yeah, or Mitchell. I still think the Knicks will get Mitchell in free agency one of these times, or they'll trade for him. But not, dude. Uh, Knox put up. What did he put up? He put up twenty six and fifteen. Yeah. That's so wild. You, 
something I, I texted you after the game last night is if you're looking at the stat line, he did that and Cantor put up the like six and four that normally knocks his Yeah, yeah. So like you're seeing someone's getting the playing time and it's like the opportunity. Dude, yeah. Knox can rebound like a machine. Yeah, he's a better rebounder than I thought he'd be. He really is. I did not see this from him. And it it like I think Robinson will become a better rebounder, but like KP I don't think will ever be a very I don't think he'll ever be an elite defensive rebounder. Knox and Robinson around him will definitely help. I think it'll I don't think Robinson will be a good rebounder. I mean, the dude's such a savant at basketball, it might be a it might be faster than I think. Yeah. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it takes a couple of years because like he's he he chases like stretch four and fives and even guards like he he chases blocks, which isn't a bad thing because he's super good at blocking. But in doing so, he gives up rebounding position. OK, that's a fair that's a fair critique that I hadn't thought of. Um, like I noticed I noticed that the other day. Yeah. I noticed that I think it was in the last game where I was like, oh, the reason like we gave up that rebound is like Mitch had like run out to try to block the shot. The dude missed the shot because of Robinson's defense. Like, you know, he like, he didn't block it, but he jarred the guy. Yeah. And then, but because of that, there wasn't anyone big enough there. And that, yeah. cause that was when Knox was off the court, but when Knox yeah. was on the court, Knox got all those rebounds. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe it's one of those things again, where it's almost like the Robin Lopez effect where then KP, it opens up KP for rebounds as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think no matter what, it'll it'll work. Yeah. Plus, dots like that's why we need dots out there too, because he's an excellent rebounder. I know he really is. Frank's a pretty good rebounder too when he really wants to go for it, but like just because he's really long. But Dotson just gets up and he takes all of them. Vonley is a good rebounder too. It really yeah. goes to show you that like Cantor, like. The rebounding center is kind of useless. You need you need them to do so much more. Yeah, Cantor's so useless. Yeah, as a as a uh, the games are just so much more fun to watch. Like I don't care. I mean, I understand it's like nice to win, but like I feel like the less minutes Cantor and like the less ball hogging Timmy does, the more fun the games are. Oh hell yeah! Uh, Clarence Gaines brought up a great point about when Frank was going through his little his little struggles there. Yeah, that he touched the ball like one time in in the game, you know, in his possessions on the court or like, yeah. he, you know, would go he'd go like six straight possessions without touching the ball. And it's so true when Timmy and Burke are, are jacking up those shots. It really makes it tougher. It really makes it harder for people to contribute then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Frank. Oh, also, Frank's 20, by the way. We were saying he was 19. I'd like to yeah. correct that. Knox is 19. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think. I think there's uh, a lot of promise going on. This is, and and Fizz finally looks like the right person to lead this promise. Oh yeah, everything you know, Fizz. The thing I love about Fizz is that he's the most perfect coach to handle all this media. You know, like he'll just go right. Like he's called out Berman about it. He defended Frank and Knox after the Post wrote that they were soft. Like he really knows how to handle the media really well. And that is something that the Knicks haven't had in a long time. I don't if, yeah. if, if ever really in our lifetime of watching basketball. Yeah, no, for sure. 
I like see... maybe Jeff Van Gundy's the last coach that that could handle like the last time they were good. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, by the way, Mitchell Robinson leads rookies in blocks. I bet is he a league leader in blocks? Like, he's got to be. I, I'm trying there. to. I'm trying to see that. How many blocks? He does also he have average. He also is fifth in steals. Yeah, and he's fucking Hakeem. Yeah, he's so good. Okay, let's see about um, all of the NBA. No, let's see here. Oh. Uh, Anthony Davis has 71 blocks on a beast. Um, Robinson is 50, to put that in perspective. Oh, geez. So he's only one behind Joel, Joel Embiid. Oh, that's not bad. That's super good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. And he's ahead of Carl Anthony Downs. You know we're getting – there's some buzz that the Knicks are in the running for Anthony Davis as well that he consider the Knicks. I don't even know. I don't I don't even know how that would work. Yeah, I mean, right? like, obviously you do it and, like, you – You know, you just you go super big. But, like, I'm like <laughs> – how, like, how does, like – like, I kind of already think Durant and KP is kind of silly together. Like, how do you do Anthony Davis and KP? Because they're yeah. kind of exact. Like, at least. How do you? How would you ever have your three best players of KP, Mitchell Robinson, and Anthony Davis on the floor at the same time? Well, you play Mitchell at the three. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Man, I fucking, I love watching him play. I love watching Knox play. I love watching all the young guys play. Though, honestly, Mitchell as a backup center would be the best backup center in the league. And oh, like, yeah. Not even close. Like, you would never not have a elite rim protector on the floor. Yeah. Like if we got Anthony Davis, like that, like, like Anthony Davis and KP could play. I mean, Anthony Davis would have to play the five. So, like, certain team matchups would be bad. But, like, the way the league's going now, it'd be very few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be amazing. And him... And then, then, like, Frank at the point of attack with KP and AD out there. Yeah. And then you have Durant. Durant, KP, and Anthony Davis would be really, really insane. That would be the greatest team ever assembled. (laughs) That'd be so tall. That'd be like the Monstars. Yeah, 100%. That would be insane. Especially because you have Frank and, like, you can even play Knox at the two. Yeah. Like literally everyone would be like six, seven and above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's just like a, a wet dream. <laughs> and whoever we draft this year. Yeah. Dude, what if we get Zion? That'll Zion. be that'll change everything. Oh, dude. I want Zion so bad. I want him so bad. But the, uh, yeah, there's also some really good I just feel like Zion is just can't miss. I feel like he's right there with like Anthony Davis. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. It does feel like whoever gets Zion, it'll kind of be like a, it'll be like a life changing thing situation going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's much like Luca, you know? Yeah. I don't even so, know. You know, I'd be fine with RJ Barrett too and Cam Reddish. Yeah. Cam, I like Cam Reddish a lot. Uh, RJ, I haven't, I haven't watched enough to, to, because I was watching them when he was, like, shooting really inefficiently. I haven't watched him since he's he's gotten better. Um, but, yeah. And then you got uh, Romeo Langford at Indiana. He's he's super smooth. It's a good class. Yeah. Isn't it wild how, like, 
I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I forget which what it was, but this past draft class, like everyone's been pretty good so far. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a hit draft class, right? Because yeah. like the class after that, I mean, the class before that, maybe four. Like, if you want to count Frank, I mean, how many people? How many people before last? Like, not last year, but the year before, were hits? Like, I guess you could kind of say Ball, maybe. Yeah, I guess um, Tatum. Tatum, you could definitely say Tatum. Yeah, like Fox. you can't say Fultz. No, you can't say like, Fultz. Fultz was a huge buff. You can't say Fox. Josh Jackson. Yeah. I forget who was six, but Lori's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think it was more regular draft. I mean, this draft class was like super solid. Yeah, this, think- this one, I think this one's shaping up to be even better. Cause even like Bagley, and Aiton are putting up monster numbers. Although Aiden, I just think where Aiden might not, the Suns might have fucked up two times in a row. They should have taken Luca. Oh yeah, I mean everyone should, but we obviously imagine I mean, they had Fox now instead of Josh Jackson as well. Yeah, they should have. They should have done a lot of things different. Yeah, I guess so. Very sucky. like the Knicks shouldn't have won, but like at least we've taken good players available. Like, yeah, you know. You could argue that we should have taken uh, um, what's his name over Frank, and we obviously should have Mitchell. But Mitchell, but you know, yeah. at the same time, like I don't know. I, I mean, mean, we're ta- yeah, we're talking about someone who was two years older, and that was the person that was like, I kind of take souls in it because that was the other person they were considering, and in a dra- in a in a crapshoot, you got it down to fifty fifty, and Frank still is probably going to be okay. Yeah, you did pretty well. And also, like, you know... And DSJ we, might stink. Oh, yeah. He's terrible. Though, I don't know, with Luca, Luca, I feel like, has the LeBron effect. He's just going to make everyone better around oh, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's just uh, that's just how he is. Yeah. Um, we also have... You know, we also ended up getting Moutier back, who was, like, the only player we were going to get outside of KP. True, so yeah. I think it'll, you know, I think it'll come around. Yeah, true. So what are you, uh, what are you looking out for in these next couple games? Who do we have? Who do we have coming up? Uh, we'll see. I'm looking. The thing I'll be looking out most is Trier's 45 days are up soon. So I think the reports are that they might sign him soon. Oh. Huh. Uh, so someone's they have cut. to cut. They have yeah. to cut someone. Probably, probably Cornet. Imagine it's like. Cut Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I, I kind of wouldn't be if they had like a buyout with Cantor and brought up Cornet because Cornet, you know, he can he can hit some threes, he can block some shots. Like that's worth taking a look at over Cantor, in my opinion. But I also understand keeping him around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't. I think for Cantor, you can't cut Cantor. Like, I mean, I don't know. I wish we could, but you can't. I wonder if he has any value as an expiring now. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we're also valuing expirings right now. That's true. That's so, true. like, are you going to trade yeah. him for expiring? Yeah, that's, you can't swap expirings. You're right. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, we got Cleveland coming up next game, so. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, I think that's a dead end. 
I, where are you? Are you are you rooting for wins or losses right now? Um, I just want to see good basketball habits created. It doesn't matter to me really. I think me we're too. Gonna, I think we're gonna end up right around where we're at anyway. Like this team isn't gonna win a whole lot of games, so I'm not gonna chastise them when they win because like they're few and far between. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if I I'd like to see some wins. You know, behind Knox doing some shit and Robinson doing some stuff and Frank doing some stuff and even Moutier doing some stuff. You know, when they had that little win streak, it was nice to see Moutier go off for a little bit. Yeah, no, we've had some good wins and some close games. And I mean, I think it's great, dude. Like, I'll watch 20 point blowouts if the young guys are playing. Yeah. Um, and. But also, 20, has... 20 point blowouts aren't really that fun to watch either, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and like, and, and Fizz really puts in the, the good guys down the stretch. Like he puts in the young guys, like it's rare that Cantor's in unless Robinson's in foul trouble. But that's because yeah. like the game is just so different when Robinson's in compared to Cantor. Like yeah. dude, Robinson scares people. Like it's not talked about. I don't see anyone really talk about it in the, in sports media, but like he actively scares everyone on the court. Like. Like, watching people drive to the basket when Cantor's playing versus when Robinson's in, it's, I mean, it's not, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, he does that to, like, really quality players. Oh, yeah. On um, basketball reference, he has the highest offensive rating and the lowest defensive rating on the team. Oh, wow. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I, I think, I hope Knox is better than him because that would mean Knox is a monster. But I just, I, I think Robinson, I think, I, I honestly think in five, in, Sooner than that, Robinson will be the best player besides Doncic in the draft. Oh yeah, I think there's a strong possibility. I, I mean, mean like, it's it's close because Jaren like Jaren like Jaren Jackson Jr. is the other dude who's doing some really good stuff. But it's good. Robinson's going to be right there because he's so good defensively. And, and off, I mean, I feel like yeah, like, I feel like he's gonna ba- break out the three. I you, I've been saying it for a while, but he's gonna break out a three point shot. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, he already has it. They're just yeah. not having to do it. And then he also um, is just, I, he's just, he's good. He just is always in the right place. Like people just don't always look for. I just think if Frank, like if Frank takes over point duty more than like Trier and Burke, then Robinson's also gonna get more shots. Oh yeah, yeah. And let's run a few pick and rolls with with uh, Knox running the pick and roll with Robinson as well. Ah, it's exciting! Just exciting stuff. This is the most exciting the Knicks have been in a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. We've we've waited so long for this team, and it's finally here, and it's glorious. It really is. It really is. The only thing we could do now is just. Bring Ojin over, Ojin oh, Jeremiah. Yeah, big OJ really, podcast. Really complete it all. Yep. Okay, man. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, no. I, I think I'm good. Just, you know, long live the rebuild. Long live the rebuild. Yep. Okay. Right. Well, Knicks fans, enjoy this rebuild. Enjoy all the fun that there is going on. Uh, send us some fake Timmy trades. Yeah. We'll be working on them as well. Also, you know. don't freak out after every game. If you freak out after every game, win or loss, just just take a chill pill. It'll be all right. 
That's that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's exactly the situation. Yeah. Uh don't freak out after every game. Yeah, it doesn't you'll kill yourself. Especially cuz like it doesn't like it like nothing is going to really change that much this this season. No. Um also the funniest the funniest meme I think I've seen of the Knicks on Reddit. Uh, if you haven't seen it, is Frank as Will Chamberlain? Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> holding up a paper that says eighteen instead of a hundred. Yep, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Whoever made that, that's that's props to you. Yeah, you um, get it because that that's an incredibly hilarious meme. Yeah, uh, just because it's like he he did only score eighteen points. He killed it. I mean he. he shot a bunch of threes and would have scored more if he didn't get unnecessarily fouled out. Yeah. But that that image really sums up where Knicks are we're so hungry. Yeah, oh we just want we just want greatness in any way. <clears throat> we're like dogs in medieval movies that yeah. are like they just like drop a boat on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Eighteen points, eighteen points. Yeah, just stealing some bread from the passerbys. <laughs> okay guys well have a good day man have yeah you too buddy have a good one and uh have a good one Knicks fans